Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. And as always, I am excited because today we have in the house Stan Phelps. Stan is what you call an experienced architect. And if you don't know what that is, well, you're going to find out. He is also the chief measurement officer and the founder of Nine Inch Marketing. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about customer experience. We're going to talk about customer service. Lots to talk about with Stan Phelps. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chef. Well, excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. And you know what I'm most excited about? You're like my brother from another mother. You look, <laughs> if you, for those that can't see, and I know none of you can because this is why it's called a radio show. I, I think the similarities are very different. Yeah. Other than you're tall, the similarities are other than you're taller than me. We could be brothers. Same hairline, same good looks. True. Uh, different mothers. So we've got uh, to talk about customer experience, customer service. But before we get into that, and, of course, I want to learn about all about what chief measurement officer is. And I want to learn about why you call it nine-inch marketing. And you know the way I remember nine-inch marketing. Nine-inch nails. Nine-inch nails, the band. I know, and I know it's probably not anything to do with nine-inch nails. No, nothing to do with the band. In fact, even nothing personal. Nothing personal. Unfortunately. <laughs> nine I, inches, I'm not going to go there. Nine it, inches is a, a fact that pertains to everyone that's listening right now. Yeah? It is the average distance between the stem of your brain, which is about halfway down your neck, and the top of your heart. Oh, wow. Wow. So the nine inches. Nine inches. Also the distance for about 85% of people, it's the distance between your thumb and your pinky. Wow, when you spread them apart. Spread them apart, exactly. And what, I mean, the the crux of it is great marketing is not about the eyes and the ears. Great marketing is about doing the little things that truly get to the heart of your customer. Oh, I love it. I love it. So before we get into this, quick background on yourself. Tell me about you. Where'd you grow up? I was born at a very young age. Yes, you were. Grew up in New York mm -hmm. and... Uh, Started my career working on the brand side for uh, Adidas. I, I love that company. I worked in sports marketing for about nine years. Mm -hmm. Worked in tennis. Had a really interesting opportunity to work with the New York Yankees. Oh, great tennis players. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The New York Yankees. So York what did Yankees. you do with them? So I managed uh, back in the late 90s. Adidas had this 10-year $95 million partnership. I'm sure they did. My my office was in the stadium, and I managed our partnership with the Yankees. Wow. Did you meet the old man? I did meet Steinbrenner, yes. Stein, wow. What was he like? He was he was a terror. He was, were were people could, literally fearing him you, as he walked down the halls? Now, what people don't realize is that the Steinbrenner family is actually based out of Tampa, Florida. Right. And that's where the Yankees have their spring training home. Right. So it's, it wasn't very often that he was actually in New York, mm -hmm. but when the boss was in town, I mean, the feeling, Shep, was palpable. Wow. And people were just on edge. Wow, wow. Did you ever see Jason Alexander? No, 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 no. <laughs> no he played the character yeah, in, Seinfeld, in Seinfeld, and, and yeah. he worked for Steinbrenner. Right, right. right. 
Right. But my office was in the stadium like George. Okay. It was like in the stadium like George. It, w- it wasn't in the bathroom of the stadium like George. No, <laughs> no. So for those that haven't seen that Seinfeld uh, episode or that run, I mean, that that's hilarious. Hilarious show. I mean, that, that the comedy at its best. So great long run with Adidas. And then I worked for a couple years in golf. Yeah. By the way, I like the way you deflected it back to Adidas. That was good because we were going off track there for a moment. No problem. Good. And so now you're, you're in golf. I'm in golf. By the way, you're an, a decent athlete yourself. Decent. Played tennis in college. Yeah. Uh, like at, like for the college, you just happen to play tennis. Like, yeah, I played tennis <laughs> in college. Yeah, about maybe twice I played. Okay. No. I played uh, Division One, and when I was in grad school, I was actually a coach. Wow. So you're really good. I was decent, not not good enough to go pro, mm-hmm. but I loved it. Yeah. And then I, I worked in golf for a couple of years, and then I ended up going to the agency side of the equation. And that was formative for me because I not only worked in baseball or tennis, but I worked in all sports as well as got involved in consumer marketing. Wow. So, and hence, that's where you really got your background in, in marketing. Obviously, you, you had some chops from college, and then you, you worked with these different uh, sporting groups. So that's great. That's great. Great. I, I mean, and you've probably met a lot of famous and interesting people along the way. Yeah, it's, you know, working in sports is great, and it was neat to meet people. And actually, I love the experience of sports. It's one of the, one of, I think, the last bastions of kind of real-time experience. Yeah, because, and, yeah, it's not something like, well, I'll just watch it on Netflix six months from now. It means nothing. Well, right. I mean, other than watching a great game, you right. already know who won. All you have to do is <laughs> pretty much, you know, I, I do enjoy going on the Hockey Channel and watching the games from 20 years ago, even though I know mm. who won. Right. It's just kind of fun to watch right. the different type of play that happened. So you've, you've seen a lot in your time. All right, so let's talk about customer experience. Why do you feel customer experience is important today in business? Well, I think customer experience has always been important. I think what's what's interesting now is that I think it's one of the last different true differentiators for brands. Mm-hmm. And in fact, research recently just by Gartner said that for most for by next year, 2016, 89% of companies will compete mainly on the customer experience that they provide. Yep. Now, just four years ago, that That's, number was 36%. So, and, and, and what that says, it's not about price. Right. Yeah. It's barely about the quality of the product, although I'll argue that the, the product has to do what it's supposed to do. I think that's table stakes now. Right, right. But I think it's the overall experience that you provide, and that's how you stand out. And I truly think that going forward, that marketing is going to be more about retention and taking care of the customers you have than focusing on trying to win the customers that you don't have. Wow. So, and, and I'll go a step further, and I think that marketing is about the customers that you have helping you get more customers. That you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That you want. So uh, that's great. That's great. So how do you define customer experience? By, think, by the way, that's a, a loaded question, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because many people say, what's the difference between customer service and customer experience? And, you know, it, it, customer experience used to be customer service. That's primarily what it was. Right. And today, it's, it's uh, I think it's anything that has to do with the, the, the interaction you have at any level. But go ahead, your definition. Well, I think there's there's tons of definitions out there. A friend of mine, Mike Wittenstein, I think, is, is shared one with me that I like the best. Mm-hmm. 
And he essentially defines it as an equation. And he said the customer experiences this equation. He says everything that you do, everything that your business does for your customer, which would I would say the value that you create, and then minus everything that your business processes do to your customer. And that equals essentially how it makes the customer feel about the experience. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand this. Everything that your company does for the customer minus minus what they do to the customer. Right. So give me an example. I mean, what they do for the customer, I get it. Uh, What do we do for you? We give you two-day delivery. We give you, uh, you know, instant chat if you right. you know or you never have to wait on hold when you call for you know more than two minutes and those are the things you do for what do you do to well i think that's all of the business processes and the things that you make the hoops that you make your customers jump through mm-hmm. in order for them to do business with you and i look at it there's a there's kind of two sides of the street here one is value which is everything you do for your customer and then what I would call maintenance, everything that your business processes make your customer do. So think about it from a maintenance point of view. To your point, if you needed to return something, how easy does the business make it for right. that to happen? Right. If you have an issue, is it easy to find the, the phone number or to chat online? You know, When you walk into a store, what's it like to have to check out or even get help if you're looking at an item. That's all of the things maintenance-wise. Okay, so that's what you do to the customer. It's, it's the difficulty that you charge the customer with. Right. Right. And I think what great businesses do are the ones that provide high value, but they 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 position themselves as low maintenance. No friction. Right. No friction. They make it easy for you to do business. So give me some examples of who those types of companies are that we might recognize. And I know who they are, but I want to hear from you. Sure. So I, in my career, I've collected over thousands of examples. I'll share a few that I really like. One that I think really nails it from a service perspective is SafeLight. SafeLight, yep. So if you've got a crack in your windshield mm-hmm. or you need to get your windshield replaced, they're very proactive. They will send you the picture of the technician that's going to come and service your car in advance. And, oh, by the way, they'll come to your home or your office to be able to do it. So it will make you feel better about your choice of SafeLight, and you should already feel good about it. Uh, This particular year, uh, Bruce Temkin, who has the customer experience, uh, you know, companies of the year, SafeLight was in the top ten. Okay. And I believe SafeLight won number one. I'm almost sure they did. What's interesting is that was my number one choice. Whether they won number one, and I think they did uh, hit the number one. Uh, okay. All the rest of the judges agreed with me. The smart people, those judges. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. seriously, seriously, there is an example of, of, you know, hey, here's a phone number. You pick up the phone, 800 number, you call it. Uh, they get some basic information. They make you feel so confident about doing business with them right. that you can't wait to get your windshield cracked again just so you can see the technician. Okay, not quite there, but but close. And what they make it easy, they know that their customer is not just that end user of of that windshield being cracked or broken. Their customer is also the insurance companies 
And so they make it seamless for you to be able to process that claim All with, right. your, yeah. with the insurance yeah. company, mm-hmm. which is key. They have the great partnerships. But this is the one I love about them doing that value. So say you have a crack in your windshield, Shep. They come and they, they literally put an epoxy. They drill into the crack and they put an epoxy resin inside. It takes 10 minutes for the epoxy resin to harden. And during that time, the technician goes back to the van, and they typically grab glass cleaner and a vacuum. And they take care of the car. And they do the all of the glass, and they vacuum the interior of your car. So when you walk out, Shep, not only does your windshield look like it's brand new, but your car looks like it just rolled off the showroom floor. Wow. So there is a great example. So we're going to take a real short break. When we come back, I want to hear another example. Uh, We'll talk more about customer experience, customers' expectations, and a concept that you have called the power of glue. Okay, and I can't wait to hear about that. This is Shep Hyken. We're on Amazing Business Radio talking with Stan Feltz. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Shep Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.sheponddemand.com. Once again, that's sheponddemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Stan Phelps about Nine Inch Marketing, his company, and about customer experience, customer service. And we just talked about uh, SafeLight. Give us a quickly another example of, of another great company, high value, low friction, the kind of company you want to spend more money with and do more business with. So I live in the South. I'm in North Carolina. So I'm going to say Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Big fan of Chick-fil-A. Great experience. Whether it's always having kind of clean restrooms, polite people when they're taking your order, to just the way that they engage with you, to even coming to your table when you're sitting there to say, may I get you a refill? They do the little things, in my opinion, that differentiate them from everyone else in their category. And, you know, when when I'm working with clients in the hospitality industry and specifically the restaurant industry, and they tell me how hard it is to get good people, and I think to myself, Chick-fil-A, and I'll tell you another another one just like that is uh, In-N-Out Burger. Have you ever eaten an In-N-Out Burger? I have. Okay. They, they're fantastic quality, fantastic service. And you know what? They pay their people a little bit more. Uh, there's a feeling of, of camaraderie and community with their own employees, and they go to the mat for, for their own company. And I think that's what it is. You hire good people. You train them well. You make them feel important, right. and they deliver for you. So Chick-fil-A gets it right. All right. So uh, what's the problem with meeting customer expectations? Here's the simple problem. And maybe that's a it loaded question. It is impossible question. to meet customer expectations. How so? So – this was the, the turning point for me, Shep, about six years ago. I'm in New York City at a very nice rooftop bar, and I met this older gentleman who was on his own for at least 45 minutes. And I noticed that every once in a while he would look, and look, he was looking for somebody in the bar that we were at. 
And so I felt bad for him. I started to just lean in to start conversation. And I said, you must be waiting for somebody. And he said, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody. I said, well, they're obviously not on time. And he, he looked at me. He said, on time? He said, nobody's ever on time. I said, what do you mean? I, I've been on time before. And he kind of shook his head at me. And he said, no. He says, people in life are either early or they're late. He says, no one is ever on time. And for me, that was a turning point because that's what I think is missing when we think about the expectations of our customers. No one ever meets the expectations of a customer. So I, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm going to try to paraphrase this. I'm not sure I agree 100% because there are some companies that I feel that do such a great job. Um, uh, if, if, if I wanted to spend a whole lot of money tonight and take you out to this great restaurant called Tony's, downtown St. Louis, literally a block from the hotel that you're staying at, right? Uh, I would have done that because they are so good that if all they do is meet your expectation, they've blown away the competition because right. they're that good. On the other hand, if you tell me uh, you're FedEx and it positively has to be there tomorrow morning at 1030 and you tell me you're going to get it there by 1030, when you get it there before 1030, you've met my expectation. Now, you're right. It's early. Right. But my expectation was before 1030. So what I think the the idea of being on time is, which is kind of like expectation, is if you're on time, that's what you're supposed to do anyway. Big right. deal. Right. Big deal. Right. So Vince Lombardi used to say to his team you know, about practice. You know Vince what he Lombardi used to say? time, right? Vince Lombardi time. Five minutes before? Actually, ten minutes, ten minutes before. before. Yeah. And what he used to say is if you're ten minutes early, you're ten minutes late. Be here 20 minutes early. Maybe that was my dad that told me that. But it was based on something Vince Lombardi used right, to say. Right, But because – think about this. I used to do birthday parties when I was a kid. When I said do birthday – I would do magic shows at birthday parties. If my if the party started at 1 o'clock and the show was to start at 1 o'clock, which is many times I would be the first part of the party, okay? I'd wait a few minutes for the kids to get there, entertain them, then we'd start the show. And I'd tell the parents that's what I do. Party starts at 1. What time do I need to be there to be on time? It's not 1 o'clock. It's not 1 o'clock. Because at 10 minutes to 1, they're looking at their watch worrying, is the magician going to ever show up? Right. Right. It's 10 minutes before, 10 minutes early that gets them before they start looking at their watch. So I get it. And I think what he's trying to say is is you never want to be late. That's negative. That's bad. And if all you are is on time, that's average. Big deal. You're right. supposed to do that. Show up a little bit early. Show me that you care. Right. That's what it's all about. Well, what I think is what differentiates companies is the ones that consciously say, we're not, we're going to go above and beyond just the transaction and meeting that expectation to actually do a little bit more to honor the relationship and stand out as a business. So, and, and here's the concept a little better than average all of the time. All of the time. And if you could be just the tiniest bit above average. You will blow away your competition. Absolutely. But the key is three words. Maybe it's four. All of the time. All of the time. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, I even have I even have an acronym for what that is. What is it? So it's I call it glue. Oh, great! Perfect segue, and it's and, talking about and, glue. And glue is this: it's give little unexpected extras. Give little unexpected extras. Great. Right. Okay. But Give me some you, examples. So, for example, if you go to a Double Tree hotel, 
Cookies. Cookies. That's their little extra. Right when you check in. But it's not unexpected. Well, the first time that you have it, it's ab- obviously unexpected. Mm-hmm. When you go back, it's a differentiator for you. Okay. It's something that separates them from every other hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you actually look forward to. Right. But I, I would you say. You know what you, I really look forward to? What? The nice person behind the front desk that gives me two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a little something extra. Absolutely. Yep. And this is amazing. They've been doing it for every customer since 1985. How many cookies? This year they gave away their 300 millionth chocolate chip cookie. Wow. Every day about 60,000 cookies throughout the world that they give away. And not just an ordinary cookie shop. Oh, no. This thing's loaded. It's loaded with chips. Cho- loaded it's with chocolate nuts. chips. It's it's unbelievable. I love it. I'm warm, getting excited thinking about it. Warm. Yes. So we have a mutual friend, Jeff Hazlett. Yep. He says he loves these cookies so much. Former former CMO of Kodak. Mm-hmm. He says he loves these cookies so much. He says he dreams about them when he stays at other hotels. You know what? I'm I I'm not saying we're, we're, we we and he also is a brother from another mother, close friend of mine. But I would say we're kindred spirits there because I dream about those cookies when I'm at home. <laughs> you believe it or not, they come from Tennessee. Yeah, Christie Cookie Company, and you actually can order them if you want. Wow! By the tin, by the tin. So pre, I, you can't get. The, do, do they get them like pre-made or do they get them uh, already finished? So no, they. I believe they get the batch yeah. from Tennessee. They ship it all around the world. Mm-hmm. The cookies are actually baked. Yeah, that's at what each I want. Hotel. I want the warm cookie. Yeah, you, you, you know need what? the warmer. You know what I want? I want I want double the amount of cookie dough. <laughs> And and I want to eat the whole thing raw. Right. Okay. So okay, we're getting we're getting crazy here. So that's what glue is. I like that. Give little unexpected extras. Can you give me another example besides double treat? So one of one of my favorite examples is the Kimpton Hotel. Love the Kimpton Hotel Kimpton? chain. Yep. Kimpton absolutely get this idea, gets this idea of glue and giving little unexpected extras. So there's always gourmet coffee for free in the lobby. Um, there's fresh fruit. Um, in the afternoons, they do wine tasting. Yep. If you've got a dog, you can bring your dog. They're pet friendly. If you don't have a dog and you want a pet, they'll give you a goldfish. A goldfish. A goldfish to keep in your room. Absolutely. Now, I'm not snuggling up and petting that goldfish, <laughs> but it is something. It's right. a, there's a differentiator, and that's a, it, I love that because and that's an inspiration for the work that I do. It's that signature thing that you do that goes above and beyond the expectations, that separates you from your competition, and most importantly, gives your customers who are your best marketing vehicle something to talk about. Great. Well, we're going to talk about more when we come back. I want to talk to you about the goldfish. Why a goldfish? Does it tie into Kimpton? Well, that's part of the inspiration, but there's a bigger story. I can't wait to hear about that. So we're talking with Stan Phelps. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're taking a short break. Don't go away. Doesn't everyone love Disney? I know I do. And I also love a great book. And Lessons from the Mouse by Dennis Snow is an excellent book. Dennis shares 10 practical principles from Disney and entertains as he educates. So check out Dennis Snow's book on Amazon.com. Once again, it's titled... 
Lessons from the Mouse, a guide for applying Disney World's secrets of success to your organization, your career, and your life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Stan Phelps. We were just talking about the goldfish that the Kempton Hotel chain gives you. If you don't have a pet but you want a pet, they have goldfish for you. But And you said that's part of a bigger concept. Oh, yeah. So they, again, they embrace this idea of, of trying to understand who their customer is mm-hmm. to do the little something extra. And for them, it's it's that thing that stands out. And so the goldfish is just one of the things that they do. I'll give you another one that I love that they do. So every hotel in the world's got an, 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 a rewards program, right. a loyalty program. Mm-hmm. Theirs is called In Touch. And I love – what I hate about loyalty programs is they want you to do a ton of stuff for some type of future reward down right. the line. And you walk into a Kempton, and they give you something – they give you – here, right go pick out anything out up. of the mini bar. Right when yeah. you sign up. So they have – their program's called the InTouch program. They have called Raid the Mini Bar. Right. So wherever you stay, $10 if you want to have a drink in your room or if you're a little more social, you get a $10 credit. At, uh, at the hotel bar if they have one. Yeah. This is the thing. In New York City, though, it's $15. Yeah, everything's more expensive in New York. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so for me, they were a big inspiration of, of a, a trilogy of books that I've, I've written about this idea of this goldfish concept, this uh-huh. idea that little things can truly make the biggest difference. But I really drew inspiration, Shep from the idea of a goldfish because i don't know if you know this the average goldfish is about three and a half inches in length Uh uh-huh the world record though is nearly 20 inches for that's a big goldfish i think Think that's called a carp no no (laughs) you see that in the pond same goldfish really so and it turns out when i did a little research five things determine how big a goldfish can get okay and the first one we've all heard the size of the bowl or the pond. Yeah, because it grows to that size. Right. So the bigger the – and in, if you're in business, that's the market. Right. Now, also, it's the other goldfish that are in the bowl or the pond will determine how big the goldfish can get. So if you're in business, who's the other goldfish? Uh, the other Your competitors? Your competition, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. The third thing's a little more difficult. It's what's the quality of the water – that that goldfish is in. So think about the nutrients that are in the water, maybe how cloudy it is. If you're in business. How cluttered the marketplace is, how yeah, confusing your well, ads are. More, more macro. That's more of like the economy. Uh huh. So think about getting capital to grow your business or th- the cloudiness could be consumer confidence. Okay. The, the fourth thing is how a goldfish does in its first 120 days of life is a big determinant on how big it'll get. In fact, a baby goldfish is called a fry. Small fry. As in, now you know why. Small. They're tiny. So how they get out of the gate is, is important. So if you're in business, what's the first 120 days? That's your startup, man. If you don't nail it, yeah. you know, you've so got to get right. So whether it's a startup or think about it if you have a new product or service, how it does in the first four months, big indicator. The fifth and the final thing is the genetic makeup of that goldfish. So what that goldfish is born with. And if you're in business, what do you think that is? 
um, your smarts, your education, your background. Yeah, well, I would say it's your differentiation. Okay. So what separates you from all of the other goldfish mm-hmm. that are in that pond? Okay. And I and I challenge missed people that question, I go, didn't I? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I tell people if you've already been in business for four months, what's the only thing you have control over? Boy, the experience that you personally deliver. How you differentiate that experience. Mm-hmm. So and I, what I think is important in the past, it used to be you differentiated on the product or the service that you had. Product or the service. Right. But not both. Or, or it could be if you had both. Mm-hmm. But I would argue now that we live in an age of equivalency. There's not much difference in products and services. The way that you differentiate is through the overall experience that you provide. And how do you do the little things that separate you and help you stand out in a sea of sameness? And I think that's great because everything has become a commodity where today you can go on the Internet and just shop. I want this. I'm going to go buy it at the cheapest place. Uh, And if that's the only criteria for where you buy, you know, cheap, low price – that's a race it, to the bottom. It's a race to the bottom, and I think any company that competes on price will only remain loyal, will only have a loyal customer that remains loyal as long as the price is the lowest. Right. It's the moment they find it anywhere less expensive. Right. Boom, they're gone. Well, you think about it. We talked about friction earlier. Yes. It used to be, oh man, I'm going to have to jump in my car and go across town to have to buy that somewhere else. No way, man. Your competition's a click. Away, Right. That's it. And it will be delivered. Amazon did something really cool in a bunch of uh, their markets this, I think about 20 markets this past holiday. Uh, they said that we will deliver within two hours to your home. And I'm thinking to myself, two hours? And I can't, for the Prime members, it's free. That, that's their loyalty program. I love it. They call it the Prime membership, their right. loyalty program. You pay to become a loyal customer. And I just love that model. But they give you enough value and benefit right. that it's well worth it. Two-day free shipping. Yeah. Two-day free shipping. But you got to do a lot of shipping to, to make up for that whatever $99 fee. But they give right. you much, much more than that. But I'm thinking to myself, the mall's just down the street about three miles. But by the time I get in my car and go through the traffic on, on, on uh, Black Friday – Okay, And I have to find a place to park at the mall that I've got to fight my way through all those people, buy it, wait in line to buy it, you know, and pay for it, get my car. I probably that product could have probably been delivered to my home before I even get back from that that experience. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, they've taken it to a whole nother level. Absolutely. So you have this trilogy, purple, green and gold, the different goldfish books. Why the different colors? So purple, purple to me, I mean, Seth Godin really coined purple as the color of differentiation. Mm -hmm. And so purple cow, purple cow, great book, early 2000s. And so purple is really about how do you differentiate for your customer by doing these little giving the little unexpected extras? Mm hmm. Green, though, which was interesting to me, is I thought it was all about the customer, Shep. But you mentioned it before about Chick-fil-A. It really starts with the employees. Right. And so I did the same thing. I I crowdsourced over a 1,000 examples, and that same thing applies. Beyond the dollars and the green that you pay your employee, how do you do the little things that reinforce the culture and drive engagement? And so that was green. The last one was gold, and that really focused on your top 20% of both customers and employees. 
Because for most businesses, 80% of profitability comes from just 20% of customers. Right. And so it's it's really about the Pareto principle. You don't treat everyone the same. I thought I for the longest time I thought you treat everyone the same, Shep. No. No, you treat, treat everyone fairly. Fairly, right? And the, and the what you do is your base of fairly is better than average elsewhere. Absolutely. And then the best customers, you do special things for. You give them those perks. They they're your gold and that was the and there's a reason why it's purple, green, and gold because the concept that I write about comes from New Orleans. So it's influenced. They're the three colors of Mardi Gras, which is an ode to New Orleans and, and this one word that comes from there. Wow. And the one word is? Lanyap. Lanyap. I, I spell it and use it in a sentence. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Lanyap is Creole. It's French and Spanish. It literally means the gift or to give more. So it's the idea of going beyond just the transaction to do a little something extra. And when you're in New Orleans or in the south southeast, yeah, everybody's always doing a little something extra. Yeah, it's always about doing the little something extra. And that's and think about it, if we only go back 120 years ago, Shep, everything we bought, we knew the person that made it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That's not the case now. You know, think about it. 120 years ago, if you had a problem with somebody that sold you something, by Sunday services, if that wasn't corrected, everyone knew about it. Oh, yeah, because the word travels fast. Right. And, and, and in the market like that, today it's totally different. Now, you have a new book coming out of a different color. Of a different color. My latest book is going to – it's coming out in January 2016. It's called The Blue Goldfish. The Blue Goldfish. And the blue goldfish is, I think, where a lot of customer experience is going to be going in the future. And that's how do you use technology, data, and analytics Mm -hmm. to personalize and improve the experience that you provide? I can't wait to read that book. (laughs) That's like the hottest topic right now, data and analytics. And I, I say the big phrase of 2016 is cognitive analytics. Absolutely. So. Machine learning. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, we're we're going to, we're going into this thing where, and and Amazon has created this. We talked about Amazon before. Right now, as IBM did a study, seventy six percent of customership expect a brand to know who they are, and to be able to personalize the experience that's provided for the customer. So that's a big number, and that means we need to pay close attention, and we need to pay attention to not just what our customers are what, but what the individual customer wants. A very tailored, customized, make-me-feel-special experience. Know me. Give me what I want. In fact, even go beyond, maybe even recommend what you think I might need. Right, because, you know, and if you do it right, I mean, that's what Jobs did so well with Apple. He found products that we needed and didn't even know we needed. Right. Yeah. So turn me on to something new. Get me excited about something that I don't know about. Make a recommendation that counts. I love it. Well, we are out of time, and you've given us a tremendous amount of information. We know the book's coming out. Uh, Actually, by the time people are listening to this, it will be out. Oh, excellent. So that's great. And they can get that book where? 
That's on uh, Amazon. Everything's on Amazon. <laughs> Everything's on and, Amazon. And so you can get the purple, green, gold, and the blue. The blue goldfish. The blue goldfish. So that's what it is. It's the blue goldfish. Purple goldfish, green goldfish, gold goldfish. Golden goldfish. Golden yeah. goldfish. And the blue goldfish. Love it. Any last words? Any one thing you want to share with us? Uh, give us a great one last gem of an idea. I think going forward, Shep, and Peter Shankman actually says this, and I love this phrase. Marketing is about taking care of the customers you have, and they'll bring you the customers you want. I love it. And we talked a little bit about that earlier, that, that it's today we want to be we want to create those evangelists, people that talk about us. And that's what the best marketing is. Nine inch marketing from the base of your your stem of your stem brain of your brain to, to your, heart, your heart the top of your heart approximately nine inches so here's what i'm going to suggest go deep go deep <laughs> into your heart okay yeah i know football term and you didn't even work for a football company but you yeah. were in this world but no go deep go deep and care care about your customer and they'll care about you stan awesome awesome interview this is why we call this amazing business radio because you've been amazing <laughs> you really thank you and we appreciate you everybody thanks for listening my name's chef hyken and remember always be amazing this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>